0: Hey guys, this is Dave with Dynasty Dorks. Hope everyone's having a good St. Patrick's Day. Um, Anyone that joins us, uh, please let us know what you're drinking. I don't care if it's uh, beer, wine, or a glass of milk. Um, But thanks for joining us. And uh, I have two great guests on tonight. We want to just introduce you to some different things going on on Twitter um, and in the NFL um, world. So, um, Denny, welcome to the show. Thanks thanks for having me. So, Denny's from NFL uh, Mock Draft Database, and then we have uh, Nick from Shark Leagues.
1: Hey, thanks for having me on. Excited to be here.
0: Absolutely. So, um, obviously, we'll get into some NFL news with some free agency, um, but we want to just start off with, again, showing – I think the NFL Draft Database that Denny's got going on is awesome, so I wanted to just show everybody. So, um, Denny, whenever the screen's up, we can pull it up and let them know a little bit about it. Sure. Sure. Let me just uh,
2: get it up here.
0: It's Yingling, by the way, just in case anyone's wondering. <laughs> I've, I'm
2: drinking coffee, so I'm not. I'm not as spirited. Um, so yeah, I am the founder, creator, designer, everything uh, having to do with the NFL mock draft database. I am a one-man team, uh, which has been a lot of fun. Uh, but if you don't know about the site, the site is basically a, a combination of all the mock drafts that exist out there in the universe. Um, when it comes to first round mock drafts, um, there's team-based mock drafts. So if you've ever seen like an article about like the Falcons seven round mock draft and who they would choose in each round, like I have all of those. I have all big boards, uh, there's redrafts. Um, and then I also have a mock draft simulator as well. So. Uh, by doing that, you can participate in your own mock draft and, and create it, uh, and then you're you'll be able to save your mock draft, and then you can always reference it later. Um, so I just wanted to kind of give you a little quick glimpse into kind of how it looks and what it what it is. And um, so these are some examples of of mock drafts that exist out there, uh, and some of these you've seen, you know, from your own Googling. Uh, my my whole interpretation is I want the NFL mock draft database to be essentially the Google for mock drafts. Um, there's no sense in you searching for them when they're already right here. Just come here. I have them updated. I usually update them twice a day. Um, But I'll just kind of jump into like this one from Matt Williamson. Um, You can kind of see uh, all of the picks. Um, You'll be able to go to each player page if you'd like. Um, This popular tag, for example, shows you that this is the most common pick or player for that team at that position. Sometimes you'll see a rare tag and a rare tag basically just means that the player I think is outside of the top 100 players um, in the consensus board. And then the other cool thing I I add here is this idea of like, okay, cool. These are all players in this mock draft, but which players don't exist in this mock draft? Um, And so it's fun to see sometimes there'll be a player that's rated very highly that just isn't in that mock draft. And so it's fun to be like, well, why isn't like Devonta Smith in this mock draft? Did you forget about him? What's going on? Um, But yeah, so another example is this, you know, the consensus big board, for example, you can go through every position, see really, really quickly see like, okay, these are the top quarterbacks. These are the top running backs. And a fun thing I've actually done fantasy related is I've gone through uh, and looked back at the previous years of all the rankings I've had. It's pretty consistent that if you were to pick, uh, so I'm, I'm very focused on my dynasty league uh, and I have the third pick and I know that Najee and and, and Travis, a at, at team um, is going to go one and two. So I'm like, okay, Javante is going to go three then. Um, so I feel pretty safe picking in the top five because all the top five running backs in the previous years have all been really good fantasy guys. So um, that's just a quick glimpse. I don't know how deep we want to go into this, but
0: no i mean for me like i just stumbled upon it whenever i was just googling um you know kyle pitt's you know mock draft or Najee harris mock draft and then it brought me to this screen that you're about to show and Mm -hmm. i thought it was just really cool to see the different landing spots that people are picking so like yeah if you could show that
2: yeah so so this this page is pretty powerful you can kind of see like their ranking over the course of time um have they are they progressing up are they progressing down uh you can see their consensus pick here so this naji harris is pretty uh consistently going to the miami in, with the 18th pick um you can see their stats um i'm working with the nfl draft bible and sports illustrated and they're kind of giving a blurb uh, i'm using like their their analysis uh, so every player should have an analysis kind of little preview um, and then here you like um, david said like there's every single mock and what team and what pick they're going to. So it's just a real quick way for you to be like, oh, cool. He's pretty consistently going in the first round. Um, And if you go like further back, so you could see now, now the team-based mock drafts are starting. So these mock drafts have him going in the first round. All of these have him going in the second round and so on and so forth. So,
0: yeah, I love that. And it's so funny. We're tying the shows together. So tomorrow I got the guys from pro football network coming on so obviously we saw some pro football network and then last week i had matt hicks from uh, nfl draft bible on the show um so uh yeah perfect tie-in um again i just think this is an awesome site i think you're, you're doing a great job and i just want people to go check it out um this is something that you guys can share with your league mates you know um have some fun do some mock drafts you know using the mock draft simulator um, it just keep your leagues relevant. And this is how you do it by, by adding stuff like this in the group chat and saying, guys, check this out. And then of course, just player by player, like maybe Najee Harris is pretty well known, but you might look at some of the lesser known, like Trey sermon was up there pretty high. So he's, he was, he's, yeah. he's a riser. I, I wonder, like, I don't know if you have the data where he was, but it seems like he's him and Michael Carter are rising up. Yeah. So you could see here, like since the- since December 11th, he was at like
2: 156th and now he's at 96th. Um, you know, I've seen him as high as 85. Uh, but he, you know, he's one of these guys that I'm kind of shocked that he's as low as he is. Um, Cause he was kind of a beast towards the end of the season. So he might be one of those sleeper picks that you can maybe get in the second round or of your dynasty drafts or, um, you know, in a, in a redraft, maybe like late round kind of a sleeper pick. So
0: yeah, I like him. Yeah, I, and, I, and, like, you just had the running backs stacked up. It's nice mm-hmm. to see, like, you know, how the consensus rankings are for running backs. Um, I don't know if you can show any other positions. I'd like to see, you know, who the yeah.
2: consistent so wide,
0: top five receivers wide, are.
2: Yeah, so wide receiver has been a fun one. Um, you know, Kadarius Tony, he's climbed a ton uh, over the last, you know, three months. He was, like, in, I think, like, 190 or maybe, like, 150 or something, and now he's, like, twenty seven. Uh, another one is Elijah Moore. Those two guys have been like skyrocketing in the rankings. Uh, and, you know, on the flip side, Rondell Moore, for example, has been a guy that's kind of dropping in a lot of people's eyes. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where these guys land uh, and see, you know, which which guys could really be those fantasy, you know, studs that you really want on your team.
0: Yeah. And like we just talked a little bit about it and we'll talk more about it with free agents, but you see Jalen Waddle to the Giants a lot. And, uh, you know, the Kenny Galladay, if he signs with the Giants, that could change a lot of things. Um, you know, there's just – this free agency. Free agency is going to really impact the board. So I really would like to, you know, watch the board as it shakes out in the next, you know, couple couple weeks. But I appreciate it, man. I, I really do – like I said, I really do love what you got going on. I, I appreciate you sharing it with us.
2: Absolutely. Thanks Thanks for uh, letting me show off uh, everything. And if you guys can give me a follow on Twitter, NFL Draft DB. And uh, head on over
0: to nflmockdraftdatabase.com, and let's see those mocks. Absolutely. All right. Well, next one, uh, Nick. Uh, so let's 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 know a little bit about uh, chalk leagues.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm a commissioner and founder, I guess, creator of chalk leagues. It's you know, it's just a series of superflex uh, dynasty leagues that I started uh, about a couple of years ago, but it really kind of got a lot of traction and a lot of interest last year. Um and you know it just really started off just me commissioning some leagues and I you know I got I got to a point where you know, I didn't want to play in leagues like that were commissioned by other people I just felt that you know I had some bad experiences and I felt that I could control the ex- user experience um, not just for myself but you know other people and I feel like I'm a pretty organized guy so uh you know I started putting together some leagues uh, started snowballing over the course of last year really during the pandemic. Um, And, you know, like people said, oh, you're going to have a lot of startups and everyone's going to bail out. And, um, you know, it's interesting because, you know, now we're in really the second, third year of, I guess third year, but really the second, really full year of, you know, pushing this. Um, I've had, I had orphans, but most of my people I've I've stuck around. I have about, I had close to 70 leagues now. I am commissioning um, over 300 unique uh, members across these leagues and it's, somewhat become a community in itself um you know the leagues are very active many people are in multiple leagues so you got you know a nice mix of familiar faces with new faces Um, a lot of resource sharing a lot of people dropping pods and their articles um you know things like that so the leagues are very active Uh, i'm proud to say you know they're the most active leagues i played in so far Um, i don't play in all these leagues um as you can see here up on the screen is a current um, draft board. I'm not in this league. I'm just commissioning, being the the guardian, making sure everybody is paying in and tracking all those rookie trade pick, pick trades, um, making sure I'm collecting those buy-ins for the future years. Um, and I think what makes it interesting is the leagues are very vanilla in terms of the settings. I, I don't like. I mean, I know a lot of people like these, you know, crazy scoring settings and all these, you know, different kind of bonuses. I mean, for me, I'm, I'm in a lot of leagues. It's easier if I just know, hey, all these leagues have this basically the same settings. Maybe there's a 14 or a 16 team league. Uh, maybe there's a au- couple of auction leagues here and there, but <clears throat> it makes it easier to manage. Um, and you know, it, it's fun because you know the, the buy-ins are re- roughly about 20 to 25 dollars, uh, so it's, it's affordable for people. You know, people aren't shy of you know joining four or five of these leagues because, you know, the high stakes, the $100, $200 leagues are great, but you're not going to really play volume. Right. And some of these guys are in my leagues. They like volume. Uh, they want the experience of drafting. They want the experience of just meeting people. Um, so, you know, it's kind of what what I've built here over the time. Uh, another kind of cool part about what we do is, um, I, I mean, I call them secret startups. I don't I don't really advertise it. If what if I do, it's some cryptic tweet, you know. And if you're in the know, you kind of know what I'm talking about. Or people who've kind of figured me out, they'll message me and be like, hey, is there a league? And if you've messaged me at the right time, I might send you a link uh to join one. Um so it's kind of I I, I wanna say I kind of took it like a Nike model, right? The sneaker model where I'm just dropping stuff, quick strikes, you don't know when it's coming, uh it kind of generates that hype and interest and you know, by the time you figure it out, it's hey, it's gone, right? We're all gone. We're all we're all filled up. Sorry, wait for the next one. Then it snowballs from there, right? Then you got more people lining up for the next one and next one. And at a certain point, I can pick and choose who I want to come into my leagues. I'm not desperate to have you know 12 people fill up. You know, if I wanted to start a league tonight, um, I could probably get 12 people signed up, paid in for two years in the next two years, paid in, and we could probably launch a draft tomorrow morning. So that's kind of the model I've built um i'm I'm gonna say that it's not a business it's not something that i'm gonna really scale out i I feel pretty pretty maxed out it's more of a hobby uh kind of something i do for the culture and for the for the community uh and then as part of these chalk leagues um we do and i do chalk leagues adp um i provide some resources like you can track all your dynasty teams that are on sleeper um you know through spreadsheets it's through google sheets but it's nice right like i You know, I'll create a spreadsheet for people and, you know, they're able to um, kind of have have their rosters automatically pulled by team. So you can kind of at a glance, uh, see what you're doing with your different teams um, to kind of know how many players you have, you know, that type of thing. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, it was, it's again, started off something kind of fun. It's kind of grown a little bit out of control to the point where I'm, I don't want to start more. People keep asking me, Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, Kind of what, what i've been doing with chalk leagues um you know i don't think it's robust as uh, denny's uh nfl mock draft database i thought that was pretty cool um but yeah i mean you know it's kind of what i'm doing with chalk leagues um and i, I did want to share uh i know you brought me on to talk about this but i did want to share my other project um the undroppables and i'll, I'll share this um so we've got the undroppables uh it's a fantasy football you know resources analysis uh site uh, we have YouTube and we have all the social social media activity. As you can see here, um, kind of funny. We did a mock draft ourselves, I wanted to share this because we got we got Denny here. And I was just thinking, I'm like, I kind of want to get you know my guys mock draft maybe on 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 the database sometime. But you know we got we got the mock draft. I um, my man Terminator, co-founder of the brand. Um, you know I think he's gonna do a 2.0, so we kind of see progression. Uh, So this is kind of the the mock draft he put together with a little blurb on the players. Um, You know, we're going to kind of track his accuracy as we get closer into the draft. Um, And uh, one more thing kind of related to the rookie stuff. Uh, I don't think many people are doing this right now. Let me see if I pull it up. So I know without the combine, uh, you know, pro days are kind of the thing right now. And it's kind of hard to find. Uh, all the stuff you're doing, uh, all the players, the rookie prospects are doing on their pro days. Um, my man uh, KL Fantasy, uh, Kyle, he's started tracking all the different pro uh, pro days at the different schools, um, highlighting the different players, uh, the different metrics here. Um, so as it, as it kind of continues to compile, we're gonna continue to update the site. Um, and one thing we've really want to do, just like chalk leagues, is you know provide free resources. You know things that people can use to, you know, whether bounce ideas off us or just, you know, check mock drafts, check pro day stuff. We got ADP uh, through FFPC uh, and through chalk leagues. Uh, We have dynasty rankings and rookie rankings all for free. There's no paywalls. We don't, we don't do any of that stuff over here. Um, But again, really for the community, I'm just here to build, build bridges, build my network, uh, share what I learned and, you know, share what I find. I feel like data Like, you know, kind of what Denny's doing. Data is free, right? It's all out there. I mean, anybody can go and look for it and, you know, basically put anything together. Uh, So why would they want to pay for something like this unless I'm really adding some kind of, you know, legitimate value? And and I think we do. But, you know, again, it's, you know, I want to build something different. And, you know, the end goal is not what people may think uh, for what we're doing here. Um, But we're going to keep building. Um, We're going to keep, you know, giving away, you know, information that we've mined. Uh, all the data we've mined and continue to share that with the community, you know, Um, yeah. And just continue to build that way. So, um, you know, just thank you for kind of, you know, letting me show, show off kind of what we've been doing, Uh, you know, and I'm really just kind of the shepherd of all this stuff. These guys are the ones putting in a lot of the work. So I want to give a lot of credit to the team. Uh, I want to highlight the guys over here. So we got a pretty good roster. I don't have the whole team up here, but we got 22 guys. I call them the all 22 Uh, again we don't have them all featured here but you know um, pretty diverse group all around the all around the country got even people out in shanghai um, you know all different backgrounds you know different ages and we've got people from 18 19 to age 50 on the team Uh, so kind of of encompassing diversity from all all aspects Um, yeah so i mean it's kind of what we've been doing uh, over here at undroppables and yeah, and chalk leagues, like I said, you know, just probably, probably near max in terms of what we're doing. But, you know, we always have orphans coming up, you know, stay tuned. And if you join an orphan, first years on the house, Um, it's, it's on me. So, um, you know, hopefully you're able to find find your way into one of my leagues one day. Um, You know, if not, you know, maybe, you know, maybe we'll connect somehow, some other way. But, you know, you can find me at uh, theundroppables, uh, you know, dot com. You can find me at theundroppables on Twitter. And on Twitter, I'm also at 101 Chalk. Uh, Always here to answer questions. You know, feel free to jump into my DMs. You know, we talk about football, my leagues, you know, whatever it is. Um, Talk about life, career. Uh, So I'm just here to be just another resource sounding board.
0: Now, that was even more than I expected, man. Uh, And you guys can share anything you got going on. I mean, one of my biggest things is that I want to make sure that if there's good stuff out there that people are seeing it and the the problem with fantasy football is there it's a good problem but there's just so much out there there's so many so many good resources and tools and if you're if you're a writer if you're you know a content provider or you're just a fan and a player there's a little bit of everything for you whether you're someone that's really data driven or someone that likes film or someone that is just a casual fan i mean there's everything but you got to find it and you got to see it. So that's, that's the whole point of this. So if there's anything else you got going on, man, just feel free. So I will talk a little bit about my, myself. So this is something we haven't done is, you know, we've been doing dynasty dorks for, for quite a while. And um, it really was, it was a website for a little while. We were, we were writing, we were just, you know, doing social media. And um, last year I hopped on with, one of the undroppables uh, with B- with BZ uh, hop- hopped on with uh, P2W, Nick, and we did a podcast. Had a great time, said, you know what, let's keep doing it. Then I started, uh, you know, hooking up with uh, Sports Time HQ and it being the co-host all season. And so this summer, I um, mean, not this summer, this, this off season, I really kicked off doing more stuff. So Dynasty Dorks can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, we have Fantasy Football Group, we're also on YouTube. And we got a two year old too. Come here. Come here. Come here. So, for all the dads out there that know what I'm going through right now, come
1: here. Oh, i got a two year old too, man.
0: <laughs> I, I also have a two year old. <laughs> Join the show. Hey. So, say what's up. Say hi. <laughs> hi. hi. So, <laughs> go to sleep. Um, yeah, he needs to go to sleep. got to go to so, sleep. Good <laughs> sleep. Okay, go to mommy. So, um, but yeah, if you have uh, what, whether it's a uh, any content, anything fantasy football related, a website, you got anything out there that you want to be seen, DM me. I don't care if you have five hundred followers or five hundred thousand followers. I want people on the show to be able to network with other people as well as I just want everyone out there to be able to see the content that's out there. Um, and we've been able to do that all off season. Like I said, I had Angelo Analysis and Matt Hicks on last week. I was just taking notes. Um, <laughs> those guys are both uh two of the smartest guys that I've talked to. Had a great time. Um, really both of you, I Nick, I didn't even know all that you had going on. Um, <laughs> but like all that you had going on, like that's awesome. And the fact that you do it, you know, for free for the community is awesome. And Denny, I mean, your stuff is great. So being able to do stuff like this all offseason has been fun. Um, we had Michael F. Florio from NFL Network on a few weeks ago. That was that was a lot of fun. Uh, very humble guy and was very gracious with his time. So just, again, follow us, uh, Dynasty Dorks, um, Spotify. You can go on YouTube. Um, we got some more stuff going on TikTok. I'm really trying to get out everywhere. Um, and uh, like, like I said, TikTok and YouTube, it's just quick videos for the busy, you know, busy fantasy players looking for some quick stuff. And then uh, I'm always on on social media on Twitter, and uh, if you have an article that you want tweeted out, uh, Dynasty polls, trade polls, hit me up. What's up, Jaybo? Uh, JB Chow is uh, one of my guys. We did a mock draft. and me recording it tomorrow. Um, you know, there's just there's a lot of people out there. So I want to say thanks for all the follows and all the support. So um, NFL free agency. So this this really is and. It probably hasn't hit the uh, the data that much yet, Denny. But a question for you: So, some of the free agents have already landed. We've already seen, even though the you know tampering period started on Monday, people were signing on Monday. What are some of the moves that have caused some changes in your mock drafts already?
2: So, f- for sure, the one that 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 I've seen happen is the uh, Chiefs' uh, offensive line situation. Um, there's been a, a – and, you know, there was there was already a push to, uh, in these mock drafts for uh, them to take uh, an interior offensive lineman. So I saw a lot of Creed Humphrey out of Oklahoma being being mocked to Kansas City. But with them releasing both of their starting tackles, you know, now we're starting to see some like Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State, you know, other other offensive linemen, not just interior offensive line. So I, I fully expect – um, in these mock drafts to just consistently see offensive line in in the first round and even in the second round. Um, and the other one that I've sort of started to see is the Atlanta Falcons situation with the quarterback. Um, there's been a lot of um, Justin Fields being mocked to Atlanta uh, with Zach Wilson assuming to be go number two to the Jets. Uh, so now with Matt Ryan restructuring his contract, they're probably not going to go quarterback. So I'm I'm interested to see if maybe like a Kyle Pitts starts going in, you know, fourth overall, which is kind of crazy for a tight end, but you know, Pitts is, Pitts is pretty, pretty great. So, um, you know, I'm I'm hoping it doesn't go that high. Cause I I also have the seventh pick in my dynasty league. So I'm like hoping that he drops to seventh. So we'll see.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, one, I was going to ask about Kyle Pitts cause I know for a long time he had been mocked to the the Patriots. And, um, I, I, think they may or may or may not have signed a tight end or two, um, over the last couple of days. So I, I don't think he, he would have even lasted to 15. Um, but that's there. So I want to talk about a little bit about Kyle Pitts. So, um, my, I, I love move the sticks. I don't know if you guys follow move the sticks or listen to move the sticks podcast, but I listen to it religiously and, uh, they talked they had a media call. So that's the episode, uh, J- Daniel Jeremiah has, uh, media from all 32 teams call him, and they ask him questions. So that you know, so you get a little bit from every different you know uh, market. And they asked you know from Philly, they said, "Why would why would you put Kyle Pitts on the Eagles with Dallas Goddard?" And he said, "If you have Jamar Chase, you have Kyle Pitts. He goes, I have the same exact draft grade, but Kyle Pitts is a tight end. Kyle Pitts is going to get paid as a tight end when he gets paid for his next contract." So when you're talking about franchise tags or the second contract, he might be seven, eight, ten million dollars cheaper than a Jamar Chase. And if they're tied on your draft board, you go make that move. Which, if if Kyle Pitts is agent smart, he's gonna work something into the rookie deal. But it's something to think about if you're talking about tiebreakers. You know, when you look at some of these guys that are really, really good players in the top 10, there's gonna be, you know, you're you're really Nitpicking to find these tiebreakers and something like that where you can save money that's that makes a lot of sense. And then the other one was at number two so, with the Jet situation, people are asking, Are they going to stick with Donald? Are they going to go with um, a rookie? So, Sam Donald is owed uh 4.5 million dollars this year. If they franchise tagged him or they did the fifth year option next year, it's 20 million dollars. And if they franchise tagged him after that, it's 30 million dollars. So you're looking at $18.5 million each of the next three years, or you go with a rookie and the rookie salary is approximately $8.5 million for the next four years before you have a fifth year option. So you have an extra year of control and $10 million extra. Unless Sam Darnold is above those guys, the Justin Fields, the Trey Lance, the Zach Wilson, it's a no brainer. And I I think we're probably going to see you know, a new quarterback in New York. And on top of it, whenever they do draft the quarterback, it's going to be interesting to see what they do as far as a trade um, with Sam Darnold, because it's it's highly unlikely they would keep Sam Darnold on the team and draft one. Um, Daniel Jeremiah brought up trading pick 34 and Sam Darnold to move up into the top, you know, either the top 20 or the top, even the top 10, um, trying to, you know, trying to use Darnold and a pick to move up. What would you guys think about that, or what do you guys think about some possible landing spots for Darnold if he got traded?
1: Um, that's inter- That's really interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I think just in terms of a new quarterback coming into uh, the Jets, I mean, I would love that for um my man Denzel Mims. You know, I, I feel like he really needs um, not just to be freed from Adam Gase, but probably freed from Sam Darnold. You know, he's so inconsistent. Um, you know, just not a fan overall um in terms of landing spots i mean that's that's an interesting question uh it feels like a lot of these potential landing spots are getting dried up uh i would have liked him to you know gone to a new place i mean you know i I heard the rumors about seattle i don't think Darnold would fit in seattle um you know he just there's no o-line there i mean what is he gonna do um he already sees ghosts and he can't he can't play you know without an o-line he'd be even more trouble um you know I, I don't i haven't heard this but i think he might be an interesting fit like in a team like san francisco Um, uh, obviously that's you know jimmy g's there um but there's some interesting weapons there a lot of like yards after catch type players a lot of playmakers and i think darnold would really need to be insulated by you know decent line a strong run game creative play calling playmakers um you know things things like that um you know, Indy was another spot I was kind of thinking about. I mean, didn't happen, obviously, with Wentz. Um, you know, I'm just kind of going through, like, you know, the list of teams that he could go. But, you know, it's he hasn't proven much. I was a big Darnold guy, especially in Superflex. Like, hey, I'll grab him in the kind of middle rounds, you know, kind of as a QB2. Give me some depth at the position. I can kind of fade quarterback to some extent, uh even though I'm a pretty – you know, big proponent of quarterback early, but as my QB2, QB3, I thought Darnold was a good sleeper, kind of had a good potential. But, yeah, he's he's burned me too many times. Uh, so I don't really know where he can land now that he actually would get a shot. You know, the, the spots are drying up quickly.
2: I, I think a lot of people just assume Darnold is a starter, right? So, But based on what we hear out there, everyone thinks Darnold's not great. And so, if we all think Darnold's not great, probably the GMs also feel the same. And so, uh, assuming they don't get a ton for him, you know, a team like a New England, like a an Atlanta, could make a a smaller deal for Darnold and make him the backup, um, and kind of let him let him sit behind a veteran that maybe is is kind of older, and maybe allow him to grow, and potentially could pull like a Mariota situation, um, where all of a sudden now he's he's a, a desirable backup quarterback. Um, you know, Chicago, obviously I'm a very upset Chicago fan, but I don't know if I'd want Darnold here at this time. Um,
0: but yeah. Yeah. And for me, I mean, you hear Adam Schefter talking today and he said, you know, book it six, you know, and then six or seven picks and four quarterbacks are going to be off the board. So when you're talking about a team, you know, like Washington or a team like the the Steelers, you know, um, they're not going to have the luxury of being able to go get a Zach Wilson or going to get a Trey Lance, you know, San Francisco might, you know, they might hold on and then they find out at 12, the quarterback's not there or they couldn't trade up. Now, maybe they go and make a move to get Donald and yeah, he could back up Jimmy G doesn't necessarily mean he's going to step in as a starter. Um, and, and, Jimmy G is still on the roster right now. I know there was talks of him being like an easy cap, cap cut because of his salary. He's still on the roster. So um, until that, until that happens, Um, but the Steelers is one that stands out to me um, as being a potential landing spot behind big Ben, being able to take over um, once big Ben's done um, because they don't have a plan. And, you know, after him and they're not going to be able to probably not going to be able to get where they're picking. They're probably not going to be able to, have any options. You know,
2: we're we're seeing a lot of big obviously we all know about the big drop after Mac Jones, right? There's there's not much out there. There's Kyle Trask who's he's falling hard. Um and but a guy to watch out for that's starting to get some first round flavor is Kellen Mond. Uh, maybe he'll sneak into that late first round, which is crazy to me. But listen, if you need a quarterback, sometimes you just gotta go for it. So uh, maybe like a Steelers could could go for and take that risk.
0: Yeah, I brought Kellen Mond on the I brought him up on the show um last week and uh Angelo and, and Matt, <laughs> they definitely had some things to say. Uh he's he's a trait-based prospect for those who don't know uh Texas AM. Um he's a big guy, can throw the ball really far, um, but he's just he's inconsistent. Um he's late at you know, sometimes late at recognizing defenses. And um, so it's gonna be interesting to see how he Handles, you know, he's someone that probably needs to sit a little while and develop. Um, but he's he's got a lot of talent. He can throw the ball down the field. He's got a big arm. He's big. He's athletic. He can run. Um, he's definitely got some some traits. And Chris Sims had him as his number four rated quarterback. So, and Chris Sims, he's got he's got good. Um, you know, he's definitely he's definitely been someone that's been pretty spot on the last few years when you know uh, looking at quarterbacks. Is there any other uh, free agent signings that that? you know, stick out to you in regards to changing anything?
1: Uh, I actually like the Curtis Samuel signing today. That was something that I was hoping for actually him to go to Washington. Um, You know, Ron Rivera, obviously there's a connection there. Um, I'm not a big fan of Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, of course he's the YOLO ball and he'll put up up some points and he'll make it kind of interesting, but, you know, that that team is just really fast and athletic now. A lot of playmakers. That's going to be an interesting offense. Uh, I think Scott Linehan's over there or something calling the plays. Uh, so Washington, I, I, I like Curtis Samuel there. Uh, and then just kind of on the reverse end with kind of free agency frenzy and salary cap woes, the Raiders, just kind of seeing what's happening over there with the offensive line changes. Uh, and I mean, really watching Josh Jacobs, and Derek, Hall, Derek Carr kind of fall um, in that startup draft I was showing you Josh Jacobs actually went uh, at 512 so basically at the end of the fifth round Josh Jacob was getting taken when he's consistently going in the top three four rounds in every startup until this week so I thought that was kind of interesting to see um, people panicking on Josh Jacobs uh, I'm admittedly not the biggest fan I mean I think he's pretty good but you know, I had my concerns of him coming out. Um, but yeah, that was something interesting I saw with the free agency, which was kind of the impact it's having on, you know, players like Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs. So I thought that was kind of interesting to point out.
0: Yeah.
2: Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say uh, another guy that uh, comes to mind uh, that could have a fantasy impact is uh, Jamal Williams to Detroit. Um, everyone just kind of assumed that Swift would be that Bell Cow that would kind of have, you know, a ton of carries and and be a top potential top five fantasy back. Um not that Jamal Williams is any kind of world beater, but he's enough he's he's got enough talent there that he's gonna kind of chip away at at Swift's production. Um so he that was kind of a bummer because I, I you know for all the Swift owners out there, you know, uh there was a lot of hope there and and now that kind of has dashed a little bit. So
0: yeah, another one was today. I think Mar- everyone expected Marlon Mack to leave, and and he stayed. Um, it was a really cheap deal, um, and obviously Jonathan Taylor is still going to be that dude. But um, I don't think people were too excited about the fact that Neham Hines has eaten off the plate already, and we saw how you know Jordan Wilkins was used. Um, so it, it's it's not going to drop you know Jonathan Taylor into the fifth round like Josh Jacobs, but. Um, it was definitely you know something I took note of today whenever I saw that move.
2: Yeah I think I think Mac is a he's basically your backup running back. I don't think Heinz has any effect on on Mac, right. Mac is gonna he'll basically be the guy if Taylor's hurt. And Heinz has his role. he'll come in when regardless of who's the running back, Heinz will be there. Um, so if anything, Wilkins kind of takes a huge hit there uh, as he'll just be a bench warmer at this point, you
0: know? Yeah. Uh, and as far as, you know, some of the other moves that are, you know, we're still waiting to see what Juju does. We're still waiting to see what Will Fuller, Kenny Galladay, um, running backs. I mean, this was not a good year to be a free agent running back with the cap going down 8% and you just, you know, you don't want to pay running backs as it is. And then when you got to start watching your wallet, then you really you look at offensive guards, D tackles, running backs, and those those positions that are just no longer premier positions in the league. And linebackers, I mean, they're taking one year deals, super cheap, getting out of here. Um, you know, it, it's it's tough um for those players. Um, but it's just it's understandable for teams to to be able to you have to focus on, you know, left tackles, defensive ends, cornerbacks, and quarterbacks. Yeah, um,
2: another, yeah. Guy that, another guy that came to mind was Aaron Jones uh, going back to Green Bay. Uh, there was, again, some hope that A.J. Dillon could take over that role. But now, you know, A.J. Dillon's just going to be that backup running back to Aaron Jones being a stud, um, which kind of hurts A.J. Dillon's fantasy value. But then also, like, there was hope that Aaron Jones could go to Miami and be that guy in Miami. So, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a good one to bring up um you know aj dylan and i'm not sure if you can speak on this nick he was going really high in startups and i saw some wild trades out there and um people were you know someone someone dm'd me and said hey man i want your advice uh is is offering cooper cup and 204 and a, a future second round pick too much for aj Dillon? Or, or is that not enough and i'm like uh it's too much bro like you're literally taking AJ Dylan and saying this is this is your ceiling, and I'm purchasing you at your ceiling, knowing like if you knew Aaron Jones was gone, then yeah, go ahead. But you're they're I they think they're buying Derrick Henry and instead they're buying Jamal Williams. Um, because he's essentially gonna have that Jamal Williams role in that offense, you know, unless unless Aaron Jones goes down.
1: Yeah, no, it's um AJ Dillon's interesting case. Uh, I'm trying to pull up another draft that we had recently Uh, trying to find where he went. Um, I wish I could find it easier, but yeah, he was going pretty high, man. And and I saw some trades, you know, he was, I mean, people were really high on him, which I thought it was kind of wild, you know, Um, it's, you know, he didn't have a for sure role, you know, Green Bay was talking about wanting to keep him. I mean, they didn't tag, you know, Aaron Jones, but you know, it's just funny to me that people are willing to kind of take that risk on a player who he's not a three down back, right? He doesn't have the pass catching chops. And even if he did, even if Aaron Jones left, right, just looking at the history of what they do in green Bay, I mean, Aaron Jones was like splitting touches with Jamal Williams, you know, like, like even when Aaron Jones was balling, he'd be like sitting the second half. you would be like, what is going on right now? How come Jamal Williams is taking all the touches? So for me, I was shying away from the value that people were asking for or how early it was going. He was going pretty early, definitely sixth, seventh round, I think, maybe even earlier at times. I mean, you know, top 25 running back, you know, people are kind of bullish thinking that, yeah, I'm going to get this guy and he's going to be the starting running back for for Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, I, I think obviously that cratered and, you know, I mean, me and my buddies had a couple of laughs just because, you know, we were going back and forth with some AJ Dillon truthers. And, you know, I mean, it happens to me too, right? We all miss, and, you know, it's not going to be everything I say is right. I mean, I'm probably wrong at least 50%, if not more. But I feel like I'm very risk averse. Um, so guys like AJ Dillon, where I don't feel, even if things fell his way and he was the lead back, that he'd probably be splitting touches with somebody else. Uh, he's not getting that full role and coming out of college, I mean, the competition he played against, I mean, he's playing out at Boston College, and he wasn't playing against the best competition. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, he had some, you know, nice runs and nice plays, but come on, he's a grinder, you know. He's, like, he's in between the tackles. Uh, you know, he has a nice – maybe it's a nice burst, but, I mean, Jordan Howard had a nice burst too. Uh, we saw how that ended up. So guys like A.J. Dillon, I, I shy away from. You know, I want those – if I'm going to draft a running back, I want the potential to um, have a three-down role. Um, so that's kind of what, the way I look at it um, for a lot of these running backs.
2: So, so you had mentioned the competition that he played against, right? So, um, I, don't, I don't know if you guys are, know this, but there's some solid data that says like if a guy doesn't, if a running back doesn't average at least five and a half yards a carry in college, he's not going to be good in the pros. Um, and AJ Dillon averaged 5.2 yards a carry. And so going in, you already kind of knew, all right, he's probably not going to be the greatest fantasy back. Um, and so, you know, having hope in that is, is kind of like a false hope in a sense.
0: Yeah. And you know, there's, there's also people that are, are breathing a sigh of relief because they didn't make those moves and, you know, they kind of like one guy, he was offered, uh, I forget what it was, but it was like it was Julio Jones and another receiver for AJ Dillon. And he said no to it. And he so he you know tweeted, tweeted at me and was like, thanks, man. You know, like I just I'm a risk adverse person as well. Um and you just for me, you know, the whole buy low, sell, sell high. You don't always have to buy low, but never buy high. Um, so I feel like that's what people were doing this summer, thinking that they were gonna double up. And um and they, they obviously paid for it. Um, you know, another one out there, and I think it's going to be really interesting to see how ADP works out when Jacksonville um, and with LaVisca Chanel and DJ Chark. Um, so DJ Chark was rumored to be traded to Baltimore and up being kind of a false report. But then they added Marvin Jones, who is a similar player to DJ Chark. He's older, but who's going to be the one there and who's going to be the value when it comes to ADP?
1: You can go first, Denny. I've, I've been stealing the shine. So I let you go. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: I mean, uh, I, I, I know. Uh, so, you know, as, as of right now, I, I'm kind of a, a, a mock draft guy, but I'm hoping that in the off season after the NFL draft is over, I'm going to start um, to add fantasy uh, data. Cause there's a ton of fantasy rookie drafts out there. And so to get that fantasy content and, and get a, 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 you know, an ADP of my own uh, from my data and see like really where these guys are going. Um, you know, I think I think DJ is the guy still. Uh, I think Marvin Jones is probably gonna be two, but Laviska is. I mean, he was he was a stud coming out of college, uh, and you know he showed a lot of promise last year. But um, I I don't know if Marvin Jones would have signed there to be the three. Uh, so I'm I'm I am interested to see where um, where you where you think chalk these uh this order is.
1: Yeah. Um... So I, I've been seeing Chark go. I mean, I don't I'm trying to think of I'm trying to find exactly where he's been going, but I know he's been going about a round earlier than Chenault, um on average. Uh so if if it's like the sixth or seventh round for Chark, you know, it's gonna be like seventh or eighth round for Vishka Chenault. Um I, I'm actually pretty high on Vishka. Uh I've been like up and down, I've been kind of lukewarm at times. Um, but you know, just kind of thinking about his profile and the way he plays and he's such a versatile weapon. And I, I like those guys. I don't know how it translates into like fantasy necessarily. Um, you know, the, the most recent person I could think of that kind of really kind of broke out kind of having a similar skill set would be like, I mean, different size and different player, but like a Curtis Samuel, right? He blew up last year. He can go up in the backfield. He can line up in the slot. He's not really an outside guy chanel can kind of do it all right he can play anywhere on the field um you know i think chark is your kind of your traditional alpha x receiver that type of prototypical so to say playing outside um and i think given the adp i i, I prefer Chenault just because hey if i could take a round later and still pair a receiver or weapon for for uh trevor lawrence uh you know i'll take Chenault. i like chark too um you know, and it's kind of funny because both of those guys have been up and down on. Um, but I just had a I had this weird feeling that Jacksonville is gonna start adding I mean they have so much draft capital money, they're gonna be adding players all over. I think Marvin Jones was a it didn't really hurt Chark or Chenal, I don't think. I think you know, I think I know you mentioned that he didn't sign up to be a three, but I mean he's older, right? I mean, he'll still get his looks and he's still gonna get his targets. I think he'll still be a decent value. Um, you know, I think it hurts more for like a Colin Johnson, who I, who I love. Um, you know, I, I like both of those guys. If you can get them uh, for a decent price. I mean, even with the rumors that Jacksonville might draft a receiver early, um, you know, maybe maybe you can probably chark pry away from someone. And, you know, like I said, anyone that is paired up with uh, Trevor Lawrence is probably someone you want on your team. Uh, and I know that the back and forth with, you know, the guy on Twitter saying that uh, Chark traded, I think the Baltimore and Tony Khan came out and started busting his chops. Um, that was kind of funny to watch. So it'll be interesting to see what happens to Chark, you know, whether uh, they bring in another receiver uh, to play outside, maybe, you know, maybe competes for that X X role. But I don't think they're going to draft someone that's going to really threaten LaVisca Chenault's role just because he's so versatile. But at the at the same time, because he's so versatile, he doesn't really have that traditional role. So it's harder to kind of project that, right? Like, you know, how do you project those targets? You know, is he going to be playing the backfield more, or you know, uh, playing yeah. out of slot? You know, it's just harder to project. You know, kind of what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, we we've never seen Urban Meyer in the NFL. We've seen him in college, and if we project that to the NFL, and he plays in that, you know, that Percy Harvin, Curtis Samuel. Paris Campbell kind of role, then it's going to, it's going to be good for LaVisca and it's going to hurt James Robinson because James Robinson had a lot of his production obviously it was through volume, but he got a lot of work in the passing game. Um, so he got almost half his fantasy points off of, off of receiving. And if you took half of those out, it's going to drop him quite a bit. Um, they had a Carlos side, which I think is a good thing for James Robinson. Um, Cause it's not really a threat. Um, but I think LaVisca is more of a threat, to James Robinson than he is to DJ Chark um, or Marvin Jones. Um, so uh, yeah, there's, there's obviously a ton of stuff. Um, I want to tell everyone to tune in tomorrow. Cause I got uh, Tommy Garrett and Andrew Hall from uh, pro football network. And we're going to, we're going to finish going, going through free agency. I want to thank you guys for, for joining and, uh, and sharing everything. Um, just before we go, just, is there any, just tell us, tell us where, where we can find you guys and, and, your, uh, your websites
1: yeah you can find me at 101 chalk on Twitter uh, and you can also find my work and the rest of the guys over at the check us out no paywalls and um, yeah let's build
2: yeah and you can find me on Twitter at NFL mockdraft DB and uh, my site is NFL com. And there you can, you know, try out the simulator, do your own mock draft, um, check out all the mock drafts and uh, like chalk, everything's, there's no paywall. So it's all free content. Um, but yeah,
0: enjoy. All right. You can find me at Dynasty Dorks on uh, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. It's a uh, Dynasty Dorks fantasy football. So that's the show. Thanks again, guys. Have a good night.